0: Welcome to Indie Radio Newsreel. I'm Prajakta and you are listening to the news updates for November 15, 2022. Here are the international news updates for today Missiles hit Ukraine as Russia's Lavrov leaves G20. Russia has attacked the Ukrainian capital Kiev, damaging residential buildings close to the city center. In what appears to be a nationwide attack, strikes were also reported in Mykolaiv, Chernihiv, and Zaporizhia, among other places. In Kiev, three buildings in the Perchak district were hit, according to the mayor. World leaders are currently at a meeting of the G20 in Indonesia, where they have condemned the war on Ukraine. The attacks were reported as Foreign Minister Sergey Lavrov, Russia's representative at the talks, left Bali on a plane. Several Russian missiles were successfully shot down in Kiev, and rescue teams are in place, the mayor said. Air raid alerts are in place across the country. Violent protests in Guangzhou put China's Covid curbs under strain. Crowds of residents in southern China's industrial metropolis Guangzhou have escaped a compulsory lockdown and clashed with police as anger at strict coronavirus curbs boiled over. Dramatic footage shows some overturning a police vehicle and tearing down covid control barriers. Riot teams have now been deployed in the area. It follows Guangzhou's worst COVID outbreak since the pandemic began. Amid bad economic figures, China's zero COVID policy is under enormous strain. Tensions have been building in the city's Haizu district, which is under stay-at-home orders. The area is home to many poorer, itinerant laborers. They have complained of not being paid if they are unable to turn up for work and of food shortages and skyrocketing prices while living under COVID control measures. Japan economy unexpectedly shrinks after yen slide. Japan's economy has unexpectedly shrunk for the first time in a year as the rising cost of living hit consumer spending growth. Gross domestic product, that is GDP, fell by an annualized 1.2% in three months to the end of September. People reigned in spending amid fears of global slowdown and as the weekend made imports more expensive. However, economists expect the world's third biggest economy to avoid recession as it bounces back this year. We are expecting a flip back into expansion by the end of 2022, Darren Tay, Japan economist at Capital Economics, said in a note to investors. The Japanese economy will benefit from a rebound in inbound tourism and a stronger trade balance. But virus risks and rising inflation will limit the extent of the recovery, he added. U.S. sinks boat carrying explosive materials from Iran to Yemen. The U.S. Navy's 5th Fleet said on Tuesday it had intercepted a fishing vessel smuggling massive amounts of explosive material while transiting from Iran along a route in the Gulf of Oman that has been used to traffic weapons to Yemen's Saudi group. US forces found over 70 tons of ammonium perchlorate, which is commonly used to make rocket and missile fuel, as well as explosives, the Fifth Fleet said in a statement. The coalition battling the Iran-aligned Houthis in Yemen since 2015 has repeatedly accused Iran of supplying the groups with weapons, a charge Tehran denies. This was a massive amount of explosive material, enough to fuel more than a dozen medium-range ballistic missiles, depending on the size, said Vice Admiral Brad Cooper, commander of U.S. Naval Forces Central Command, U.S. 5th Fleet, and Combined Maritime Forces. There was no immediate Iranian comment on the accusation. Nigerian Monarch Shot Dead Inside Palace Police in Nigeria said suspected by separatists have shot dead the traditional ruler of Obadi Agwa in Oguta local government area of Imo State, Eze Ignatius Asor, and two of his aides. The state police public relations officer Mike Abatem confirmed the incident, local media reports. The gunmen visited the palace in Oguta under the guise of reporting an emergency situation before opening fire. It was not immediately clear why the monarch, Eze Ignatius Asor, was targeted in the attack on Monday. The Nigerian authorities said that the gunmen also attacked the office of a community vigilance group as they fled, killing at least one person and stealing three motorbikes. The secessionist group, indigenous people of Bifra, which police blamed for the killing, has not yet commented. Now to the national news stories. Gujarat High Court asks how Morbi bridge work was awarded without a tender. The Gujarat High Court on November 15 asked how the Morbi bridge's repair work was awarded to the Oreva group without a tender while hearing a Suomoto petition on the colonial-era bridge collapse tragedy in which at least 140 people were killed on October 29. The court also noted that prima facie the local municipality has defaulted which led to unfortunate incident and asked how the largest of the state was granted to a company without floating a tender for such important work. The division bench of Chief Justice Arvind Kumar and Justice Ashutosh Shastri lashed out at authorities and asked the government to have Ajanta Manufacturing Limited, The Oreva Group's flagship company had been permitted to maintain the bridge between 2017 and 2022 in the absence of any agreement after the term of a 2008 agreement on bridge maintenance and repair had ended. The Morbi-based Oreva Group is a large corporate house engaged in the manufacture of wall clocks and electronic appliances. Modi-Biden review India-US ties during meeting in Bali. Prime Minister Narendra Modi and US President Joe Biden on Tuesday reviewed the state of India-US strategic partnership, including in sectors like critical and emerging technologies and artificial intelligence. The two leaders also discussed topical global and regional developments in their meeting that took place on the margins of the G20 summit in this Indonesian city, the Ministry of External Affairs said. It is understood that the Ukraine conflict and its implications figured in the discussions. The MEA said that the two leaders expressed satisfaction about close cooperation between India and US in new groupings such as Quad and I2-U2. While the Quad comprises India, the US, Australia and Japan, the members of the I2-U2 are the US, the United Arab Emirates and Israel. EC asks SENA factions to submit documents on dispute by November 23rd. The election commission has asked the Shiv Sena factions led by Eknath Shinde and Uddhav Thakre to submit fresh documents to back their claim to the party's name and its symbol by November 23rd. In a letter to both the factions on November 12th, the poll panel also asked them to exchange the documents submitted to the poll panel with each other. The EC said if nothing is received, then it would be assumed that they have nothing fresh to say on the issue and it would proceed in the case, including fixing the date of personal hearing. In an interim order in October, the Commission had barred the two factions from using the party name or its bow and arrow symbol. The EC had said the interim order will continue till the final determination of the dispute. WhatsApp India head Abhijit Bose steps down. Abhijit Bose, WhatsApp's head of India, and Rajiv Agarwal, director of public policy Meta India, have resigned from their positions. Shivnath Thukral, director of WhatsApp Public Policy in India, has now been made director public policy for all Meta brands in India. This comes less than a week after Meta announced its biggest layoffs ever, trimming around 11,000 jobs across the globe. Earlier this month, Ajit Mohan, the head of Meta in India, had stepped down from his role. Soon it was announced that he was joining rival Snap as president, Asia Pacific. The company said Agarwal has decided to step down to pursue another opportunity. A former television journalist, Tukral has been part of the public policy team since 2017 of late focusing on WhatsApp. Uttar Pradesh unlikely to announce SAP for sugarcane this season. The Uttar Pradesh government is expecting a bumper crop as sugarcane harvest is at the peak in the state, but it is likely to announce the state-advised price that is SAP for sugarcane for this season. Though farmers have been demanding an increase in the SAP considering the hike in input cost, Uttar Pradesh Sugarcane Minister Lakshmi Narayan Chaudhuri told The Hindu that such a proposal is not before the Cabinet at present. The governments claim that the SAP announced in 2021 is among the highest in the country considering the area of cultivation and number of farmers involved in sugarcane farming in the state. Farmers said, though the harvest of sugarcane started in October 1st week and the sugar mills have started crushing the sugarcane for more than one and a half months, the delay in announcing the SAP is condemnable. Thank you for listening to Indie Radio Newsreel. For more news, audiobooks, and podcasts, stay tuned to Indie Radio or log on to www.indijournal.in. Also, consider subscribing to listen to our premium shows.